Hey there, and welcome back to Rival Reviews. Uh, I guess first and foremost, I want to uh, start off this episode with an apology. Um, I know this week I said that I was going to be going over the halfway point of uh, all the things playing this week, and I didn't watch any anime this week. Um, I do have a, well, I have a good excuse for myself, um, maybe not for everybody else, but... Um, Persona 3 Reloaded just got released, I think, like, last Friday or the Friday before or whatever. And I've been pretty much doing nothing but playing that game, um, as opposed to... Uh, and then, of course, the rest of life and everything else. But all of my free time has been going towards the game. Um, so, uh, for that, I do apologize. I do promise that I will have everything watched by next week to go over. So, what I thought that I would do this week is... Um, First and foremost, I wanted to give a thank to everybody who has been listening. Um, it's been really fun, and it's been different for me, because this is the first time I've ever done anything like this before. And I think the coolest part was is that, so, like, um, I use Buzzsprout, um, which is, uh, like, the, the hosting site that I use for the podcast, and uh, on the site, it gives statistics. And some of the statistics it actually gives is where the listeners are from, like what countries and stuff. And what I found really cool was, is that, you know, I thought my, my listenership would just be mainly like, you know, friends of friends and that's as far as it would go. But that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, I seem to have quite a decent following, which I'm thankful to all of you for. And I find it really cool that there are people like from Japan and the Dominican Republic, uh, the States, obviously Canada from where I'm from, uh, Nigeria is on there as well. It was, it's just very interesting to see that it's not just all encompassed by places I've either visited or people that I know, because I, I guarantee I do not know anybody in Japan as wishful as I wish I did. Um, and definitely not Nigeria or Dominican Republic. I've never been to any of those places. So it's very cool to think that somebody... Um, you know, that I've never even met before actually cares about what I'm talking about. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you first and foremost. Um, so this week, because I forgot to do my homework, <laughs> um, I thought, um, I would go through, I actually ended up getting quite a lot of questions sent this week. Um, I'm not sure if somebody just decided to, uh, if this is a new listener who really likes to know who they're, who they're talking to or whatever, but I got some pretty good questions here, and I thought that, um, you know, it's been a while since, uh, you know, uh, I, like, I've actually gotten a decent amount of questions, and I figured that, you know, I actually had enough that I'd be able to give uh, an episode for, and, you know, maybe it'll open up the conversation even more, which is what I've been trying to do from day one. So, uh, I guess, yeah, let's get into it. So, I wanted to uh, uh, actually field this question first, because I find it hilarious, um, in some of your recordings, I hear tapping in the background, um, sometimes. I'm wondering what that is. So it's actually my buddy Tucker, who is, um, my puppy. Uh, he, well, I say puppy, he's, he's six, but he's a puppy forever. Um, and yeah, that's him going up and down the hallway doing his rounds. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I was, I fully thought that because of like, you know, certain editing I do and stuff like that. And I edit the noise gate and stuff. I didn't think that that would register on the microphone. Um, but I was completely wrong. 
<laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, um, people have also said that it's kind of funny because it it's like a recurring thing. Um, so I saw I thought I would solve that mystery and let you guys uh, know the truth that that's just my little doggy going up and down the hallway, um, doing his rounds, trying to get comfortable, sleeping from one place to another, so on and so forth. Um, and yeah, his name's uh, Tucker. Um, now to the actually, uh, anime and or manga related questions. All right. So, um, are there any current trends or themes in anime and manga that you find particularly interesting or noteworthy? Um, so I kind of put this towards this and then another question that actually comes up. So I guess maybe I'll read that question too. So what are the predictions or hopes for the future of uh, of anime and any trends or developments you'd like to see? I think this kind of goes hand in hand where I'm loving the fact that we're actually finally... Um, studios and stuff like that seem to be actually finally diving into using manhwa as well as manga for source material. Um, which I find super exciting because, like, like you know, case in point... We've gotten solo leveling, um, seventh time loop this year around. And then, like, you know, I found that it started, it had a really strong start with other ones and Crunchyroll, like, uh, Crunchyroll Originals did, um, um, Noblesse, uh, Tower of God, King of High School. They did all of those, and then it kind of seemed to go quiet for a while. Um, and then now it seems to have come back stronger again. Um, so I think if anything is trending that I want to continue to have happen is I find that there is a very big pool of manhwa that they can use, um, and a lot of ones that I think would be really cool animated. Um, again, I know a lot of people are obviously waiting for solo leveling and it's finally happened. I think my next big one after soul leveling that I think would be really, really cool animated would be um, the beginning after the end. I think that would be a really cool one to animate. Um, I think especially because of the... I find that it's very reminiscent, at least in style of storytelling, to um, the Jobless Reincarnation. Um, especially the way that it begins and the, the idea of the whole reincarnated into this world and becoming super strong in it. Um, but doing a good job in the fantasy aspect of things. Um, I think it does a really, really good job. Um, and, I, and I'm excited because I, I feel as if that the popularity is big enough. And if we keep going down this road of using manhwa and as well as manga, I think the beginning after the end will be a candidate, uh, to get an anime adaptation sooner rather than later. Um, and that one I would be very excited to watch. Um, share your thoughts on the importance of music and soundtracks in anime. Do you have a favorite anime soundtrack? It kind of makes me feel as if I've like, you know, like I go out and buy CDs still, which, you know, I don't think, well, I guess unless you're an avid fan or something like that, but yeah, no, I think in terms of score and everything else like that, I think it can make a huge impact. Um, one that comes right off the top of my head would definitely be Fairy Tale. Just do yourself a favor, even if you haven't watched Fairy Tale or you're not a fan, YouTube Fairy Tale battle music and tell me that you don't get like amped up. Um 
<clears throat> and it's just like all of the music, like even the background music to like serious scenes and in, in uh in it and everything else like that. I feel like it just does a really really good job. Um, and I don't think there's a single piece of uh, battle music or narrative music or you know just background music for the sake of it being there and not being quiet. I enjoy all of it in Fairy Tale, and I think there would be a lot of people that agree with me. Um, so even if you find, even if you think to yourself that you're not really a fan of the anime, that's fine. But I do think credit is credit where credit is due that the soundtrack is, is phenomenal. Um, so I would say that that would probably be my favorite anime soundtrack for sure. Uh, merchandise and collectibles. Do you collect anime or manga merchandise? And if so, what's your most prized possession? Um, I do have obviously some merchandise. Um, I have a couple swords that are really cool. Like I have um one of Zoro's swords, and I have like Kirito's Elucidator, um, which are all really cool swords and stuff like that. Um, I obviously I have <clears throat> I have like all the pops of all my favorite characters. So you know, like I have Zoro, Future Trunks, Kirito, Asuna, Inuyasha. Matt from Digimon, uh, Kira, Kila from uh, Hunter x Hunter. Um, I would say the best, I guess, quote-unquote collection I have anime-wise is that I actually have... I wouldn't call it, like, a sleeve, but it does take a good part of my arm. Um, I have, like, a collection of anime tattoos, and I'm, like, I'm still ever collecting, for sure. Um, but I have, like... Uh, um, you know, I got the Human Transmutation Circle, I got the Fairytale Guild symbol, um, just recently I got the Straw Hat logo from One Piece, um, I have a piece on my arm that is, uh, if you've ever watched Card Captors, it's the Thunder card, but instead of the beast that is, uh, that is supposed to represent the Thunder card, it's Jolteon from Pokemon, so it kind of has like a, a mix right there. And then um, on my forearm, I have all eight crests uh, from Digimon. Um, and yeah, like I'm still collecting and I'm still going to add to it. Um, so I guess if I had to say my most prized collection, I would definitely say that it's probably um, physically attached to me on my arm. I've even made the joke that like, you know, if obviously, God forbid, if, if it, you know I ever lost my arm for whatever reason, everything else, I'd be really pissed off if it was my left one. Um, because, like, that's where all of my anime tattoos are. Um, I know that's a really dark joke, but that's just... Anyway. <clears throat> um, why... Let's see. Why do you think anime and manga have gained such a broad and diverse fan base worldwide? Wow. These questions. Um, so I would say... I think... First and foremost, I think it's because anime is not one thing like if you if you take for instance like you you know um let's just take doctor who for example if you're not a sci-fi fan you're not going to like doctor who or at least you're probably not going to get into it where anime you can't say that about anime as a whole because you have like any like like movie genres you also have that in anime you got action romance sci-fi fantasy uh horror even like the list goes on um and i think that that's what anime probably does the best is that they're 
I feel like in terms of anime and manga as well, there is a story for everyone. Um, and I think maybe that's why it has such a broad and diverse fan base is because they're, they're, even if you, you, you try to call yourself like not an anime fan or you know somebody that's not an anime fan and they go, oh, anime's for dudes, blah, 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 and everything else like that, I guarantee you that if you sat down and learned about that person's interests, you could find an anime that they would actually find entertaining or enjoyable. Um, and I think that's what it does really well is that, you know, you may not love all the popular ones or you may be one of those ones that only like the mainstream ones. And that's okay. Um, so I think that's what it it does definitely the best is that, um, because of all the all the stories that you can that it 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 has and everything else like that. No matter what, I don't think that you could find somebody that actively hate could hate every anime or manga in existence. I just I don't think that that would be possible. Um, so I think that's why. Uh, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> um, can you share a particularly memorable or impactful scene from an anime or manga that has stayed with you? Oof. Um, I'm not sure if I can lead it to just one. Um, like the first one that comes to mind is the, uh, and again, I think this should be like a spoiler for, for, okay. So I guess just, if you want to skip ahead, this is going to be a spoiler for something in one piece so if you it, again it's it's fairly old so like if you're caught up it's it's not like a or like if you're close to the end it's not a spoiler but anyway you've been warned and other spoilers ahead from probably other things um that i'm going to talk about right now so if you want to skip this question go ahead and do it now um so first one that comes up in my mind is the uh, nothing scene from Zoro. Um, uh, or sorry, uh, uh it, Zoro is the one that says it from One Piece. Um, just the you know, uh, so basically, fight just happens. Basically, Luffy gets his, like obviously the Straw Hats win, but like Luffy is really hurt and everything else like that. And Kuma takes all of, uh, makes it basically a deal with Zoro that he'll take all of his pain, but Zoro has to take it for him. Um, and I think this is the first time that made me really respect him as a character because like, you know, he comes a standoffish and that he doesn't care and everything else like that. But at the end of the day, like he is their first captain and he is, I, I could argue that he was probably the most loyalist straw hat crew member in regards to, um, his care for the captain Luffy. Um, and then, so he like, spends all night basically getting completely destroyed by all of the pain that Kuma had taken from Luffy and everything else so he could survive. And Sanji comes up and like, you know, Zoro's like standing there, arms crossed, he's bleeding profusely, you know, he does that like uh basically there's no life in his eyes and everything else like that because he's been basically just torn apart. And Sanji asks, what happened to you? And all Zoro says is nothing happened. And it was just like, it was like this, this half badass, half, oh my God, like, and it was like the end of the, the, you know, the, the chapter of, of, of like that arc and everything else. And it was just, it was just 
really cool. And that has always stayed with me. Um, so that's a big one. And then like, uh, ones that are just cool. Like if you're caught up on Dragon Ball Super, the part where I can't remember her name, but Goku is fighting like the female Super Saiyan and she, she shoots us like a, a beam at him and he surfs it essentially is the best way that I can put it with the start of his Kamehameha and he's powering it up as he's surfing up this power beam and then like does this front flip and then just unleashes the Kamehameha right in her face and it was but like everybody talks about how like Ultra Instinct was the scene that like broke the internet and everything else like that and not to say that that wasn't cool but just he like I I'm getting so excited just talking about it but like he literally surfed the power beam and then just like destroyed her right in her face. It was it was a phenomenal fight, and it was a crazy ending to that fight too. I thought that that was so cool. Um, another shout out, obviously, is the entrance to um the mixed fairy tale team in the Grand Magic games. When like so, basically, if you haven't watched it again, spoilers. Um, but in the Grand Magic games, they they had put two teams. Uh, forward basically, and then be- due to like, I got, I think it was like like a regulation, but like also there was like, um, people hurt and stuff like that, like injuries and stuff like that. So then they they basically combined the team into like the five strongest members of the Fairy Tale Guild, and they did this like slow mo like in the shadow walking up the hallway entrance with this with the music like like I was talking about earlier the music going in the background and it was just epic um so that one definitely and the last one that I want to bring up is definitely the revenge scene is the best way that I can put it is like the anger scene between Mustang and Envy in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood when Mustang has essentially just snapped and he is just like annihilating envy over and over and over again to the point that basically envy just loses like their physical shape and it's just like he's just he's so angry and it's just dark and it's just awesome (laughs) so if i had to uh those would be the ones that i would give for probably the most memorable ones um and the last question that I have here that I wanted to field, um, so anime often delves into philosophical and existential questions. Are there any anime series or movies that have made you cont- contemplate your own morals or ethics? This is a crazy question. Um, I think... I would probably have to give this to two funny enough that are actually written by the same person. Um, So the creator of Death Note is also the creator of an anime called Platinum End. Both in my mind fit this criteria really well. Um, Death Note for obvious reasons, and I'm sorry if you haven't read it and there's spoilers. It's been out forever. If you haven't watched it at this point, you're on your own. Um, But essentially it kind of gives that like... So, for those who don't know, he picks up a notebook and basically he's he determ- like determ- finds out that if you write the name in the notebook, uh, 
you can later in the series, he finds out, you know, he can write like the way that they die and how long it'll take and blah, blah, blah. But essentially the grand scheme of things is he finds a notebook and he, and he learns that whatever's name, whoever's name is written in it dies. Um, and he kind of turns into this, like, I don't know. He, he calls himself basically like a God. Um, cause at first he starts like, you know, he only kills people that are like, uh, you know, like really bad people, like people that you maybe would have the thought of, yeah, they probably deserved it. Um, again, I do think that obviously you can make the argument that he definitely took his power too far. Um, especially when he starts like self-declaring that he's a God, like, you know, at one point somebody just thinks and starts calling him God themselves. And that's one thing. Um, but to self-declare it is kind of a whole other thing. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I would say that that one definitely, um, kind of makes you question your own ethics just due to the fact that like, you know, I think we've kind of all had that thought that, you know, like maybe like, you know, people that commit like heinous crimes, like I'm talking like the, the big bad stuff, like, you know, like serial killers and things like that. And you, you know, you can come, you can have your own thought. I'm not trying to make the debate of capital punishment or anything else like that, but it does make you seriously question like, well, you know, those people were really, really bad guys. So like, maybe this isn't a terrible thing that they're dead. You know, you can kind of make that argument, but then of course, like, the more and more he goes deeper down that rabbit hole, he he becomes obviously a crazed lunatic and kind of gets what he deserves in the end. I don't know, personally, the ending kind of, eh, it was an eh ending to, for me. But again, I would say that that definitely could make you question your ethics and uh, your morals and stuff like that. And then on the flip side, again, by the same writer's platinum end, that one's crazy in the sense that essentially it takes the idea of like, so again, trigger warning for this one. This one go, kind of goes a bit darker, um, but trigger warning for like suicide and stuff, obviously for this one. Um, but essentially this one follows uh, a character Kakahashi and essentially he, you could say contemplate suicide, I guess, but like he actually does attempt it. Um, but then he gets saved by an angel, and then this angel basically gives him powers um, where he can then compete with other people that have been saved by angels or, I guess, sought out by angels or anything else like that. And they're essentially making a competition to find the person that fits to be the next god. Uh, and it questions a lot of stuff. It, like, it... Like, it makes you think about life, death, your own morality, the consequences of using the extraordinary powers that they were given, like, the responsibilities and the ethical dilemmas that would be associated with becoming a god. Um, and it just, it really makes you think about, you know, like, and again, it depends, but I would definitely not say that this is, like, a, a lounge and watch. It was definitely one of those ones that, like, makes you think and what i think about this one too is that this one kind of like death note it as well has its own crazy twists and i in my opinion has some really cool character development and it just does i think a really good job at like diving into the complexities of human nature 
and the choices individuals that that like each of the individuals would make if they were given the power of God. And then it kind of makes you think, well, you know, it makes you have that argument, well, like maybe it should be this person and it definitely shouldn't be this person. And yeah, it just goes from there. So I would say that if I had to pick a couple of anime that make you think like that, and funny enough, same writers. So uh, hats off to, you know, Oba and Obata, um, the people that wrote both of those, because they're they're crazy. And they really, in my opinion, I think they do really make you think about morals and ethics. Um, and that's all the questions I had. Um, I had a really fun time actually going through these questions. So if you guys have more, please send them my way. Um, I really do uh, appreciate it, and I love talking to you guys about what you guys want to talk about. Um, and yeah, so hope- I'm hoping to have more episodes like this in the future. And like I said, I do apologize. I know that I was said that I was going to talk about uh, the halfway point of the animes. I swear I will catch up this week, and I will make sure that I'm ready for next week. Uh, so uh, with that said, Rival X Reviews on all your social medias. Um, share the the podcast with other anime fan friends and everything else like that i would greatly appreciate that and uh i'll see you guys next week Bye bye